Hey guys, Dylan here, producer of the Ecommerce Alley podcast. Now, before we get into this episode, I wanted to let you know about a special offer that we are giving all of our podcast listeners. If you scroll down below this episode in the show notes, you'll find a link to a special podcast listener deal on our scientific e-commerce Facebook ads testing course. Now, normally this is $27, but we're going to give you a special link to grab it for only 10 And included with that is a 30-minute ads expert call where we help answer your questions and implement the content. Thank you very much for being a valued listener to our podcast. And now, on to this episode. Welcome to the E-Commerce Alley podcast, where we believe that great brands are built on passionate leadership, smart operations, and of course, powerful marketing. I am your host, Josh Coffey, and if you don't know me, I have been helping e-commerce brands generate tens of millions in revenue through coaching and marketing over for almost 10 years now, actually, in the ninth year, in the 10th year. And this podcast has one mission, and that is to help you grow your vision, your team, and your profits. Now, this is a little bit of a bittersweet uh, podcast, and here's why. This is the last episode of season one of the e-commerce alley, which is pretty crazy to reflect back on, and I'm so excited for what season two has, but we have officially wrapped up our first year of this podcast being live, of our community being live, of the YouTube channel, and all of the trainings and the boot, all of that stuff, like the first year of this entire movement happening. And so this is the last episode. So, hey, enjoy it while you can, um, but it's gonna get even better. I'm very, very excited because in the next episode, there's some cool things uh, that are happening. There's some changes that you're gonna notice uh, inside this podcast. Now, recently, I had the opportunity to sit at the table with one of the fastest growing uh, shoe brands on the planet for their annual two-day marketing uh, gathering. So essentially, the founder of the company, we had the key staff, uh, leaders in different departments, uh, and different vendors for all marketing aspects of this business got together, and it was basically a meeting of the minds, and it was really, really cool. It's a wonderful experience. We got together in Colorado for two days, and they were full days, I will say that. And from that experience and from being in, at that table and being able to sit there with such uh, intelligent minds and so many great leaders in the marketing world and in the e-commerce world, I took about 15 pages of notes, like just nonstop. Everybody's there and I feel like the kid in class that is just like, oh my goodness, I'm around all these other people that are way smarter than me. So when I'm in that scenario, my notebook comes open, my pen comes out and I am just writing and writing. So I have like 15 pages of notes uh, from what this fast growing company is doing. So in this episode, what I wanted to do was I wanna break down from those 15 pages, don't worry, we're not gonna go through 15 pages, and I wanna share seven lessons from this two-day roundtable that you can take and you can apply in your business. So there was obviously a lot that happened in this meeting, and I can't share everything, but what I wanna do is I wanna give you the top seven things, these lessons, these observations that I had of this company and of this group that is just blowing up, and this company is growing fast while so many are either plateauing 
in the economy today or even shrinking. They are expanding at such an astronomical rate. And so I wanna share these seven lessons in hopes that maybe one or two or all of these maybe resonate with you. It's something that you could take back and say, okay, how can I apply this to my business? Because I can say, after leaving that event, I felt like I was just on fire, like ready to charge into the world in our business and accomplish so much more. And so much has happened since leaving that that just I just have taken with me. And so I'm gonna share these seven lessons, uh, hopefully, that you find them valuable uh, because if you want to grow rapidly, there are things that need to happen. And these are the seven biggest takeaways that I had. All right. So the very first lesson from this was that number one, uh, you must have radical conviction about your products. It was interesting. So when I walked into this room and there were 22, I think there's like 22 of us total. And then a few people came in uh, during the day. So like rounded all up to 30 total throughout the two days, but 22 solid that were there at this big, this big uh, conference room where we're just meeting of the minds. There's like 22 people and every single person in that room, all the men, all the ladies, they wore the product. They believed in the product. Ladies were in dresses there and they were wearing these shoes with their dresses. Uh, they're not wearing heels. They're, not, they, they, they're all wearing these shoes um, except one guy in the entire room. And that guy was me. And so <laughs> we had just started working with this company uh, only a few weeks prior. And I had the privilege of getting a ticket to basically come come to this table with just uh, the little bit of stuff we had done in a few weeks. So I'm the new guy in the room. And every single person here, they're all wearing these shoes. And I, and I had so many conversations in between breaks and during it and from hearing them talk and afterwards that there was not even a shadow of a doubt that they believe this brand, these shoes, their mission makes them the best shoes on the planet. And they can list off every reason why. The, the level of conviction that the founder in the room had was like unwavering. Like you could not even, uh, you couldn't hold a candle to the level of like, gust that he had in the belief of their product. And that, it just stood out to me that every single person there believed in it. So if you have products right now, ask yourself, do my own uh, employees wear my products? Do I believe in my products to where I use them all the time? Like that's usually the first step, right? You gotta believe in your own products, you gotta use your own supply, your own products. And so do you have radical conviction that the products you have are changing the world, that they are impacting your customers' lives and that there is nothing out there that will beat them? Because if you have that doubt, then you need to dive in and say, how do I create something even better? That was the first lesson I learned. The second one was that lead generation is critical for email marketing success. Now, if you've ever heard me talk, I always talk about two, two of the most powerful forms of marketing for e-commerce. The two things that you must have are number one, pay, a paid source for new customer acquisition, and number two, email marketing. Now, SMS, you can kind of lump that into email, but email is the second one. And the reason why is because email has the highest form of return on investment or the highest return on investment out of all marketing forms and based on just a million case studies. And what we usually see, just to give you something tangible, is we usually see a dollar to four dollars per month per subscriber on your list. Well, this brand generates about two dollars and 85 cents per month per person on their email list. And so they are avid fans of building lead, uh, growing their list through lead generation from 
quizzes to monthly gift card drawings that they do on their website, they are intentional about consistently growing their list by tens of thousands of people every single month. And this list is, their lists are growing really, really fast. It might be more than that. Their list is growing very, very rapidly. And they're intentional about investing in it and having things on their websites and pop-ups and gift card giveaways and, and being intentional about growing their list. You know, a lot of times we think of lead generation as like this B2B thing. No, direct to consumer, you must be doing that as well. Because there's a saying, the money is in the list. And it's super cliche, super cringy in my opinion, super internet marketing to say the money is in the list, but it's really true because if you have a large list, large database, you can access those people at any given point of the time all throughout the year, especially during promo cycles and especially during holidays and key moments. So lead generation is critical for email marketing success. If you're not doing it, you need to be doing it. Now, number three, the third lesson I learned was that paid ads have a massive impact on organic and marketplace sales. And there was, as we're we're sitting in the room, everyone got up and everyone presented from their respective roles and in departments and what they, and and the vendors, like I was one of the vendors, vendors, and we all had to present on what we specialized in and what we were seeing. And there was a large correlation between paid ads, like Google ads, Facebook, TikTok, et cetera, and other organic or other organic marketing channels and marketplace channels. I'm talking like Amazon, for example. And so uh, one thing that that as as they were going through a promo cycle, uh, the, the month leading up to it, there was a two-week promo cycle that they did. And all the other organic channels, as everybody stood up and they talked about like revenue and, and what they were seeing, everybody saw a rise in revenue across all organic channels when paid advertising and spend was much higher during this promo cycles. And so while maybe the ads didn't get credit for it, people trickled in to these other organic roles, which is other organic channels, which is why I love paid ads so much because you'll, I see this all the time. Somebody clicks on an ad and then they hop on to find your Instagram and then they go Google you and then they purchase a few days later after they bookmarked your website, but they didn't get the attribution to Facebook because they had clicked and gone into another browser, a different device, and you kind of lost them. Or they saved a post from one of your ads but didn't buy until like two weeks later, and then you lose some of this attribution. And so uh, that was one of the things that, I, that, that everybody talked about and what I kind of saw. Paid ads have a massive impact on organic and marketplace sales. And knowing that, it allowed, let's talk about the marketplace side of things. You know, if you're running on Amazon and you have uh, D2C on your own website, then uh, there were some things they were doing. And one thing that I just, this is one strategy that's kind of interesting to me, is they were intentionally running direct-to-consumer promotions on their website but they were not running the same promotions on Amazon. And so the reason they did that was so that when people would go on Amazon, uh, when people on Amazon Marketplace found their products, sometimes before purchasing, a lot of customers would just go Google their website to see what kind of things were going on in their website. And when they got to their website for those t- that two-week period of time, they saw special promotions that were not on Amazon, so they they bought the products directly through the website. And so what this allowed them to do now is it allowed them to start acquiring customers that they now have inside their database versus Amazon. So there was a lot of intentionality based on the fact that paid ads had a massive impact on organic and marketplace sales, and they could kind of leverage both of those things. So that was was the third lesson that I learned. The fourth one was that creatives 
our king. And uh, it was it was kind of interesting because as we kind of, everybody sat, everybody went around and I hear the social media team get up. I hear the, the Google ads team get up. I hear Facebook team one, Facebook team two, we're Facebook team three. Everyone's getting up and like talking and, and, and SEO and all these different, uh, or YouTube and all these people are getting up and talking. Uh, one of the interesting things was everyone presented what worked, what didn't work, and what they need to to continue winning and what they believe needs to happen. And everyone had to say kind of what their needs were. And as every single role went around the table throughout the days, everybody, almost everybody said, we need more creative, 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 because there's never enough creative. And so that was a really, really common thing. And in fact, uh, on top of everybody needing them, our role in, in, in working with this brand was we actually go and we're finding high performance ads for them. And in all of our all of our tests, we ran over 300 different ad tests in, in that four, in a four week period of time. And what we had learned was that video creatives were getting more than two times click through rates uh, of actual image ads. And so everyone was saying we need creatives, but particularly we 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 need and want video. And so uh, that was just another uh, affirmation. You know, I knew creatives were valuable, but as we went around every single, all these departments, everybody needed creatives. And so uh, creatives are king is one of the lessons that I learned. The fifth thing was that the inv- the founder invests heavily in his skills. Now, the guy who owns this is a firecracker of an awesome human being and just so much energy and it's awesome. And when you're talking to him, he, he, knows, he knows so much about so much. And to run a company of that size, you have to invest in your skills. You don't just like get there. Like, you know, there are a lot of cliche sayings out there like, hey, uh, do what you do best and then outsource the rest and, you know, delegate and elevate and all these different things. But before doing that, this founder invested heavily in himself. In fact, we were working together, and the reason we were was because he had actually gone through one of our boot camps. And so from SEO copywriting to Facebook, SEO and copywriting to Facebook ads and Google ads, like he understood enough about everything to hold conversations, to be able to provide direction in these different things. And so uh, invest in yourself. You know, if you're like, Hey, that's just not my thing. I'm not good at that. I don't know that. Well, go learn it. Like investing in yourself is really, really uh, critical. And, and, and it's kind of cool because when I think about my business journey over the last nine plus years now, I've followed a similar path in that manner where, you know, I would not be nearly where I am today and our business would not be doing what it does today. If I had not gone through those different steps to understand enough about these areas inside our business that even if I don't do them all now, we have people in those roles doing those different things. You know, from sales to marketing to product to support to like understanding certain tools and how things work. He had a great uh, a great level of knowledge, even to the point where uh, we were joking and all saying fun facts about ourselves. And I was like, "Hey, uh, fun fact about me: I am naturally a magician because I have a lot of." Uh, nieces and nephews, so I do a lot of magic tricks. And he's like, oh, actually, I have done magic for over 20 years now. So like, he just had done so much stuff. And so he knew enough to be dangerous, and he also knew enough to sniff out BS a mile away. And it was very, very clear. And so uh, the fifth thing that I learned from that was you gotta invest in your skills heavily. If you really want to win and you really wanna go the distance, you have to have a good arsenal of tools that you can call upon. Now, the sixth lesson was that Top talent isn't an option, it's a requirement. And what was cool was 
Everybody there was incredibly intelligent and they were absolute experts in their roles. They owned their roles entirely. So as everyone went around, everyone respected everyone for the final thought and the final decision on like what they specialized in. Everyone would talk to the social team and know the social team is the best at this. We can offer advice, we can give ideas and all this stuff, but they ultimately hold the keys to the social uh, marketing of the brand. The SEO guys, same thing. And so everybody were absolute experts. And so it was really, it was neat being able to sit in this room with such intelligent human beings that could speak on these high levels. And everyone was prepared and trusted to deliver what worked, what didn't work, and what they were going to do about it. And so uh, they knew the pain points, they knew the desires of the customers, everyone was on the same page from a brand standpoint, but they were all experts in their own regard. So when I look at all these other 21 people around the owner of this company, it was very clear that for him, top talent was not an option, it was a requirement. He invested tons of time and money into finding the best of the best of the best to put at that table, which is no is not a surprise that they were growing at such an astronomical rate. The seventh lesson, the seventh and final one, and I saved this for last, is to embrace a journey. The lesson was that you need to embrace a journey because you'll get there eventually, as long as you don't give up. And so I say this because like so often, you know, we, we see these stories like I, I see these all the time of people in my field and people that I aspire to be like and, 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 you know, be at the level that they're at. And maybe you have these people too inside your business that you look up to or influencers or whatever that you're seeing all these things happening or you're hearing stories like, you know, I'm telling about this company and, and you're like, oh, I wish I was there. I'm, I'm not there. I'm doing, you know, this and this just sucks and it's not working. And, and, and as I sat around this table for two days, there were so many, I'm the new guy, so I didn't really have any stories to share. Uh, but everyone just share just shared stories from the years that have things that have happened and how at one point in time you know they were talking about how they used to do inventory management on paper uh, in the early days how talking about how they got rejected on Shark Tank and even to, to the point where the website that they've been they've had for the last eight years was based on what the founder had created himself on WooCommerce and it wasn't until literally that two-day meeting that the design and the dev team had just presented the new website. <laughs> so they were operating on this website that the founder had created on WooCommerce for the last eight years. And so it's it's so important to embrace the journey. You know, I've learned this in my own. There, there's so I remember that first website that I had to build and it was like the worst website ever, but I because I was learning the ropes, I was trying to learn WordPress at the time and learn these different things. And I just think of all the growing pains and me even me moving across the country to live in Arizona for a small period of time while our team was back in Ohio and and having to coordinate all these different time zones and I remember uh, a moment when I was on vacation with my family and we're trying to make payroll and I have a dollar and six cents in my account and, and we're wondering how we're gonna make payroll that week and, and, and nothing is profitable and we're sitting in, in tens of thousands of dollars in debt and, and, and it felt like all hope was lost. But in that, I embraced the journey. In that, the owner of this company has embraced the journey through years and years of this, of this trial and error and things that work and things that don't work and so, 
over those days of sitting there and just hearing the stories and seeing like the, the passion amongst everybody there, it was so clear that they had been through so much, but they embraced the journey because they knew that they would get where they were going eventually, as long as they didn't give up and as long as they persevered through that. So I, I hope maybe in hearing some of this, uh, there's something you're like, I need to go work on this or I need to think about this a little bit more. Uh, but those seven lessons that I learned from sitting in on the fastest growing shoe brand was number one, that you must have radical conviction about your products and about your business. The second one was that lead generation is critical for email marketing success and you need to be investing in it. Lesson number three is that paid ads have a massive impact on organic and marketplace sales. The fourth lesson was that creatives are king and you need to be finding more of them and you have to have a process to continually mine good, profitable creatives. Number five is that the founder invests heavily in his skills. You should invest heavily in your skills. Number six is that top talent is not an option. It is a requirement if you want to build the dream team. And the seventh and final one was that you need to embrace the journey because you will get there eventually if you don't give up. Well, you've been listening to the E-Commerce Alley podcast produced by Dylan Counts. If you want to join our free Facebook community with other e-commerce leaders, as well as get exclusive access to weekly live stream trainings and resources that will help you grow your business, join us inside the E-Commerce Alley Facebook group by going to alleypodcast.com slash group. Don't forget, rate this podcast, subscribe to it if you're on YouTube. So on behalf of my entire team, I want to say thank you for being our listener and I will see you in season two. Hey guys, it's Josh. Thanks for listening to the audio version of the e-commerce alley. Did you know that we actually have an amazing set in high quality video production that gets posted on YouTube every single week? If you've never watched the e-commerce alley on YouTube, you have to go to alleypodcast.com slash YouTube to check it out. Once again, thank you for listening to this podcast and we hope you enjoy this episode.